Welcome into another edition of GKW Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee. With me, as always, Brian Rowitz from ESPN West Palm. And catch him on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. He is Jonathan Hood. It is time for the biggest party of the summer. SummerSlam happening on Saturday night live from Detroit. Should be a good show. I mean, the, the card is pretty stacked. Now, we can get into them leaving off some of the matches for reasons unknown, but they've kept it to a, a short eight matches. We have Cody Rhodes versus Barack Lesnar, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor, triple threat for the women's championship in Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair, Roman versus uh, Jay Uso in combo tri uh, tribal combat, uh, Ricochet versus Logan Paul, Gunther defends the Intercontinental Championship against Drew McIntyre, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler, and of course, the SummerSlam Battle Royal. So looking at this card, eight matches, what is going to be the biggest storyline in WWE coming out of Saturday night? Well, it's one of two things for me. One of them is that Cody establishes dominance against Brock Lesnar, that he wins this one. So that would be Cody winning two out of three against Brock, I believe. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is that, you know, Roman Reigns continues to reign as the champion. And the reason why is I would love to say, hey, guys, this is Jey Uso's time. Here it is. Main event, Jey Uso. You know, it's like calling me tiny. I don't see Jey Uso being uh, the main event, Jey Uso, because I just think for a great build, and I think all three of us agree that the bloodline's been great, this uh, rivalry here with Jey Uso and, and Roman Reigns, it's cooled a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't I, because they don't give us the believability that Jay Uso could be Roman Reigns and be the new tribal chief. So the only thing I can see, you're right, the, the card is interesting, but the only thing I, I can get out of it right now, bro, is like Cody over Lesnar, and I think that that very well could be the headline out of this. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying about the main event, where the last few weeks with Roman and Jay have sort of felt like just going through the motions. I also don't think they've done a great job at explaining what, you know, tribal combat is. Like, why should we care about that? I know they mentioned the elders and things like that, and you had the solo thing. But, like, I don't know, it's just very odd there. And I think, ultimately, Roman's going to win, and he'll now have four title defenses on TV uh, in the year 2023 as we approach March. Or not March. They started in March. We're in August now. It helps to know what date it is. <laughs> I think, like, to answer the no. question, <laughs> it's a long day. It's not March. No, it's not March. That's when he defended it last, though. Not Four March. months ago is when he last defended at Mania. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Just trying to bring some order to the conversation, you know. Just want to make sure we have the record straight, and the record states it is indeed not March. August 3rd, 2023. Looking at the computer, just so everyone is aware, that is when we're talking right now. That's when this show is. Oh. The thing with Cody, though, like Cody winning, what does that do for you storyline-wise? Like, do you believe in Cody anymore after a win like that? Well, you guys were telling me the, a couple of weeks ago that more so than anyone else, Cody's more over than L.A. Knight, more over than Seth Rollins. So it's just, just another bar for Cody to raise. So he beats Brock Lesnar, who is the, seems unbeatable. So mm. he beats him at SummerSlam in a big, big way. I think that's going to be headlines. I think people will really be interested in that because Brock's got – he's gotten a couple of licks in on Cody, the shoulder thing, the arm thing. So I think that's going to be big. It'll be interesting. Watch All Vince. Right. Watch Vince. Fair. 
watch Vince book a uh, book a squash match a la Lesnar versus Cena in what was that 2015 2016 whatever oh. that was oh <laughs> we don't want to see that do Vince we? Uh, no we don't we don't but Vince is involved so you can never rule it out right because Brock's yeah. his guy wow the one thing I'll throw out there though to answer the question I think the title change we're talking about is I think Finn wins. And I think you sort of add in like, hey, look, this other title that is actually defended every week and every month, you never know what it's going to change hands. So I think Finn beating Rollins, you further the blood, the Judgment Day storyline. I think that's ultimately the big story coming out of it. They want to push the Judgment Day. So I, I'm with you. I, I, I guess the odds in Vegas right now, like no champion is an underdog. Like all right now, all the money is on everybody retaining their current championships. But I'm with you. I mean, Seth has kind of hinted at how beat up he is, and yet he's still out there making every city, wrestling every Monday night. Granted, it was a tag team match this last week, but he's still out there wrestling every week. Him getting a little bit of a break would not be a bad thing for him and his body the way he's kind of talked about being beat up. Plus, I think it just makes things interesting if you have if you have a, the women's champion in Rhea Ripley, you have the North American champion, senior money in the bank, and the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Like that's That, that makes the Judgment Day a little more interesting. It makes their uh, Judgment Day runs Monday Night Raw and WWE more interesting. And they want judgment day to kind of be what the next bloodline is from all the reports that are out there. And I think the next way you, you evolve that like Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins doesn't need a championship. Like this championship was a reward for Seth Rollins because of everything he's done for WWE. He's, he's over. And if he goes away for a little bit, the crowds are going to be just, just as hot as they are right now for him whenever he returns, if indeed he's beat up. So I think the biggest story potentially is Finn Balor going over as the champion, unless they get something crazy like The Rock to show up because it's tribal combat and you get more Samoans involved with uh, with the bloodline angle. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If Finn Balor does not win the World Heavyweight Championship, he is dead. Yeah. Because, uh, because well, here's what will happen. Yeah. I can just already write it. So he loses against Seth Rollins, which, again, again. could happen, but say, for instance, it does. So now the rest of the Judgment Day looks at Finn Balor like, you're the only loser out of us four. I mean, look at everything else that we've accomplished here. And what have you accomplished? They beat up on Finn. Finn becomes a babyface, and he just becomes just a guy. He doesn't become special. At this point in time, he's just a guy. I like the build. I think it's been a good build between him and Seth Rollins. But I think it's important, bro, it's for him to win the championship. If he doesn't, then what's next besides the – Right. The, um, the the guys take him out, right? The Judgment Day, remove him from the group. And then he's a baby face and kind of a loner. Then what? Well, yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, he has the face turn, and then, yeah, he's just sort of stuck in no man's land. The interesting part, though, is they've done a good job in the main roster of protecting him as the demon. This should be one of those situations where we see him as the demon, but does that work with him as a heel? No, and plus he's lost as the demon. Like the demon's dead. Like I don't ever want to see the demon oh, again. Yeah. Like the the demon was supposed to be special. Like you you rip, whip, pulled out the demon when you absolutely needed it. He's lost as the demon. Like it's the the luster okay. is gone off of it. Plus I don't think the demon really fits with the whole Judgment Day thing. Like it just doesn't make a, a ton of sense to me. I, I don't I don't need to see the demon again. I don't know how you feel about it, Hood. Okay. So the last time we saw a demon was Hell in the Cell, the injury. Was that the last time we I, saw him? I think you're right. But he's lost He's lost once or twice as the demon. Like, he lost – didn't he lose to Brock Lesnar as the demon? 
I believe so. Did he lose a step once as a demon? I'm wondering about that too. I don't recall. Um, But it just, it's a gimmick that you could pull out of me once in a while. I think they use it a little bit too often. I think that when his back is against the wall, it's good for him to use it. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out with it. That wouldn't surprise me. If he needs that. I think just to add to the show a little bit. Maybe he needs that to beat Seth. Well, I mean, he needs right, yeah, do it that he way. needs something to beat Seth. Um, like at least I, I've I've appreciated that build up. The it's it's amazing how good the production teams for WWE are because the videos that they played on Monday night, like Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar's been fine. Yeah, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Like Ronda probably cut the best promo she ever cut for it when she was like up in that um you know up in the box or whatever talking yeah. down debate like that was fantastic yeah. so they took these little things and then they took the behind the scenes videos for ronda and shays and shana baszler they created two really good promo like <laughs> spectacular promo videos for those two matches i'm sure they'll play them um in, you know on peacock on, on saturday if you haven't seen them but my goodness like the like the build for those matches have been fine, but you would think by watching those those promo videos that they were spectacular, spectacular builds because the videos are that good. I like them pushing Logan Paul and Ricochet in our face on Raw and in the A block. I go this, oh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So uh, I think that's just going to be a great spot fest. I think that's going to be good. I I think the card is you said stacked. I think it's fine, but I think that the thing that we're all I want to know is what this um, this tribal chief combat match is. It sounds like no disqualification. Yeah, it, I think like it's just me. no DQ. Yeah, I yeah, think right. it's no DQ. It sets <laughs> up for all the all of the bloodline shenanigans that happen throughout the course of a regular match. They're all legal now. Yeah, and so if it's just another match where okay, now here comes Jimmy Uso and here comes Solosakoa and Paul gets involved, and it's like okay, so. What's different about that? I would agree. I agree with Gabe. If we don't get another Samoan or if we don't get the Rock to show up, then it's just everything we've seen on SmackDown pretty Mm -hmm. much, isn't it? Yeah. What if you get Jimmy turning on Jay? Oh, God. (laughs) That's possible. It's possible. But but then, okay, we haven't talked about this part. Is Jay, does Jay Uso engender to you guys, like, oh, my God, must see? Like Cody, like Seth, like L.A. Knight. I'm, I'm, seriously, because we haven't talked about that part of it. Like, we love the storyline of, of the bloodline. We like the tentacles, everything about it. But Jay by himself, good promo, gets the fans behind him, but not strong like the uh, some of the other guys in WWE. I, just, I feel like this is tepid to me from Jay Uso's standpoint. Well, so I really got behind Jay. The, when the the moniker main event Jey Uso came out, when the bloodline started, you know, and Jimmy's hurt and Jay is the one out there fighting before he joins Roman. Mm-hmm. Like he was, and, and that's where main event Jey Uso, and the dude delivered. Like they had tremendous matches. The buildups were, were great. And then he became a part of the bloodline. So then he just kind of, you know, he's, he's in Roman Reigns' shadow. I don't think... I mean, it certainly is hit with audiences because it's somebody against Roman. And we're all cheering against Roman. Not in the way we were all cheering against Roman when he was fighting Undertaker at WrestleMania, but like right. in a, you know, in like storyline, we're, we're rooting against Roman, but we all respect the work that he's put in as the tribal chief. But I, I don't feel like it, that connection goes any further than you're the guy right now that, and you're the only one who's pinned Roman in the last three plus years. 
So you're the guy that we're behind right now, but you're right. Like if he loses, which I'm assuming he will, like he just kind of fades into the background. I don't think he's made a connection beyond I'm just the guy fighting Roman Reigns and we're, and we're, we happen to be family. I, yeah, I agree with that. And you know what it comes from? Who's Jey Uso beat? Who's he beaten in singles competition? That's my question. Yeah, nobody. Because again, the, the first time, no, yeah. the first time he got the opportunity to be a singles competitor was against Roman, and then he just fell back into the bloodline. His brother got healthy, and they became tag team champs again. So I, I was again, I was excited the first time around for for this. I'm still excited for this because I think they've done such a good job with it. Like this is the one storyline that they have my ultimate trust in that I think they're going to figure out it, and it's going to end, you know, it's going to be a fun ending. However, it ends up ending on, on Saturday night, but he hasn't beaten anybody. The other thing I'll throw out there in terms of titles, <clears throat> excuse me, does it matter outside of the weekend? If Gunther loses the belt on Saturday, if Gunther loses the belt on Saturday, it means he's in line to potentially take on Roman, right? Because that's the next step for him. Like, after you've been the Intercontinental Champion for this long, after you've been featured on Monday Night Raw for this long, like, that's the next step up for him, is it not? T to be a world champion competitor? No, I... He's on a different show. I, you got to remember that. I expect Gunther to like, retain. That means something. I expect Gunther <laughs> to retain, but my God. My God, McIntyre. Like, so you just build him up just to knock him down? Is he the new Dolph Ziggler? That's an honest <laughs> question. Yeah. Yeah, like a bigger, stronger Dolph Ziggler. That's, which which there would be a certain level of irony too, since when he came back to the WWE, he was paired with Dolph Ziggler. Um, right. You know, he made his return before he became the world champion this time around. But I I, I, I got to imagine that, that McIntyre is going to beat Gunter, right? Like that. Um. <laughs> okay, Hood's not as sure. Hood's not as sure. And, and by the way, so again, I really like this card. I, I so I think Gunter versus McIntyre is going to be good. Ricochet versus Paul is a spot fest. Uh, Tribal combat, they'll figure it out. Oscar, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, they'll deliver. Yes. Rollins, Balor will deliver. Cody and Lesnar, like it'll be a Brock Lesnar match. Whatever. Yeah. Like the only one that's probably going to be a little disappointing is Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler because. Outside of you know Ronda's first match in WWE, he, like her matches have just not delivered. Um, but I think, and then the summer again, like if if LA Knight doesn't win the SummerSlam Battle Royal, they're gonna have a riot on their hands. Um, you know, I'm assuming that's gonna be early enough in the show where the crowd's gonna turn on you quickly if LA Knight doesn't win that thing. But it's eight, it's tight. I'm disappointed that they one of the biggest feuds that they built towards SummerSlam mysteriously is now going to be blown off on a Monday Night Raw in Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, which makes no sense to me. Um, they they don't have um, Rhea Ripley defending on this show, which makes no sense to me, and the U.S. title being defended on SmackDown after that that doesn't make as much sense to me either. Like they're they're you could have extended this card, and they decided that they wanted to keep it eight short. So I'm hoping they let clearly. With Roman and, and Jay, they'll let that one breathe because they have to because Roman's entrance takes about 15 minutes. Um, but I, I hope they let some of these other matches breathe because you got the time with only eight on the card.
And Rhea, they built towards her versus Raquel. Like that's another one that like you're building towards something. It's like, nah, we don't need it on the show. At, at least they, at least they bothered to explain why that's not going to be on the sure. show. Like storyline, Raquel's got an injury. Okay, all right, but they just had Trish Stratus. No, I'm going to defend right now, and then they do the DQ, and she, and there, no, we, you're going to have a real match, and you're going to do it two weeks on Raw. The hell. Yeah, you know, if this was AEW, they'd be there all night, and they'd get them all in. It'd be 12 matches on the card. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, again, it's a battle to find out whether or not what's right what's wrong. Becky Lynch not being on this card does not feel right to me, especially when people want to have more women on the card and all mm-hmm. this. For you, you put Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark in our face a lot. And so because of that, I expect to have the payoff on pay-per-view. Look, it's Ford Field. It's Detroit. Where are you going? Put the match on. <laughs> you know, don't feel like, oh, we're putting people out in Detroit. Oh, my God. we Let's make it a tight eight and let them go. No, you're in Detroit. You're stuck there, okay, until the next day. Just go, just put the matches on. No one's going to be upset because the card's too long. It's SummerSlam. It's a 10-pole event. Put your best out there and let's go. I mean, if, if this is an arena event, I get that. Like, But this is Ford Field. Put your best out there. I mean, let's be honest. How long is Brock and Cody going? Five minutes? Like, I mean, some of these, some of these are going to be able to fly right through. Five minutes. <laughs> this build. <laughs> no, it, it stops. It, it stops when Brock Lesnar's face turns purple, and we're going to get that. All right. <laughs> we we'll always yeah. get that. <laughs> when you start seeing it turn green, like red and purple, it's time to ring the bell. That's enough. So we are building towards SummerSlam. Again, we're going to have another guest coming up later in the show. The interview's been out there, but we are going to hear once again from L.A. Knight as he participates in that Battle Royal coming up on Saturday later in the show. But we move on to our other top stories in the world of professional wrestling. We call it the three count. Brian, what do we have at number one? Reports out this week by Sports Illustrated confirmed last night on Dynamite. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page have re-signed with AEW. Is re-signing with AEW the right move for the elite? I would say it was the right move for the Young Bucks because if they look around and the next step logically for them would be WWE. Would they be like Cody, hungry to win the WWE Tag Team Championships? Because they're going to be a tag team. They're a tag team wherever they go. They're not singles wrestlers. And you see what's happening, and part of it right now is because KO is injured, but I mean the tag team the tag team division isn't really taken care of in WWE. It was for a little bit in the early part of the Triple H regime and now we've kind of slid back to where it was before. So if you're a tag team, you're probably going, ah, that's probably not going to be the place for me." I could see Kenny, I could see um Hangman having a spot on the WWE roster especially Kenny, but if it was more important for all four of them to stay together, then the best move for the four of them was to stay in AEW. Well, if you ever want to know the question why, bro, it's always look at the money first. Here's what, I, here's what I'm guessing, and I have not made a call on this yet. I'm sure that I'll get that information soon. But I, I, I think they just look at the schedule, and I'm sure that the money that yep. they're making in AEW now is commensurate to what they would make in WWE. Because in WWE, right. look at what Cody Rhodes is doing. All the media. He talked to us at Good Karma Wrestling. He's got to wrestle at least four times a week, at least four yep. times a week. Um, sometimes three, depending on the schedule. But if you're the Young Bucks, you're like, wow, only wrestle once on Dynamite, maybe a week. They say they want to get on Collision. That could be the case. But the point is that they're wrestling once every two weeks and probably making top dollar. 
And the same thing with Kenny Omega. All those great matches in New Japan. All the stuff he's in AEW. Those guys are on the road all the time. As a matter of fact, I could say that Collision's taking up for whatever house shows that they're going to run on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. I think that's the new house right. show, is the, is Collision. And and three-quarters of the roster's not there on Saturdays for Collision. So I'm, I'm sure they looked at the money and go, you know what? Spend more time with the family. Wrestle once every couple of weeks. Be EVPs. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks and Hangman told SI that, like, the schedule definitely played in their decision. Kenny added that AEW allows him to do other things outside of wrestling. Like, it gives him that freedom. Because, you know, once in the WWE, nothing else exists. You're not allowed to play video games. You're not allowed to be on Twitch. Don't do anything. So he said things like that matter. And that's the thing. Like, yes, some guys look at WWE. I mean, I go back to when we talked to Johnny Gargano, who was a free agent at the time. He talked about WWE. He talked about that carrot of, being on Mania, of winning the white-strapped IC title. Like, that was a goal of his. These guys, I don't think, had those goals. A lot of the younger guys that are coming up, WWE doesn't resonate the same way. They may look at a scene and say, oh, that's a star, but they're not saying this is what I want to be one day. This seemed obvious. I don't think them would. I don't think any of them would have worked in WWE, to be honest. You would have gotten a moment here and there with Kenny or Hangman, but a year from now, Vince would have been over it and be like, eh, I don't need that new toy anymore. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this with how many tag teams that have come in. You know, the yes. Good Brothers, when they first came in, whoa, man, they got the Good Brother. I can't believe it. And they were hot. They got the tag team championships. And now, I guess, I mean, it was good to see them back on, on SmackDown on, on last Friday. But Carl Anderson <laughs> told everyone to stay in the back because he had to go out and wrestle a, a singles match by himself. But that was, what was the last time we saw the Good Brothers on TV? Right. Same thing happened to FTR when they were there. You know, FTR, oh, they were hot when they got up to the main roster. At the end, they were shaving each other's backs as, as a comedy, t- you know, as a comedy tag team. It, it just seems like these these really good tag teams, when they make that transition to WWE, they're hot for a second and then they just completely flame out because the, the tag team division itself isn't really taken care of. With Kenny, yeah, that, that, that makes sense because he does stuff with New Japan. He he was down in AAA, you know, when he uh, wrestled uh, Vikingo for the, for the AAA championship not that long ago. So he, he likes to bounce around. He likes to have his options because he can wrestle so many different styles and he's able to show that off with the freedom that he gets in, in AEW. He's done every style except the WWE style. I mean, could you imagine he gets in the ring? The trigger. What the hell was that? No more V trigger. Damn it. No more V trigger. How about one, one, the one winged angel? The one winged angel. Oh, that, none of yeah. that either. Like, they no, take no. all the weapons away because that stuff's New Japan stuff. That's physical stuff that they do. Hey, does it hurt? I don't know. I don't want to take a V trigger. I don't want to take a no. angel. No, I'm good. I'm look, good. But when we see it in New Japan, my God, right? We see it in AEW. That's great. That style just doesn't work. I mean, imagine, you know, when Daniel Bryan was there, he had to cut maybe two-thirds of the stuff that he was doing in the indies and just do this WWE style. Give me your best five moves. Yeah, I mean, for them, I think it's fine. And the other thing about tag team wrestling, it's funny, Gabe, you're talking about this, right, about tag team wrestling. So years ago, and this is Vince now and Vince in the past, Eric Bischoff as well in WCW. You wonder, like, where's the tag team wrestling? The reason why they didn't do tag team wrestling is because you have to pay four guys. Yeah. Like, oh, you got to put them on the road, you got to pay four guys. But in today's marketplace, in 2023, even in the indies, like, you can pay for two tag team matches on a card and be fine. Before, be like, oh, just have a bunch of singles because you have, like, one guy gets one guy. You have to worry about four guys or a manager. You got to pay a manager. And AEW and WWE can have a – they can have – 
an organization just with tag team wrestling. And they'd be fine because they have plenty of money. I just, I never understood the, I don't like tag team wrestling because I can't pay for it. That's silly to me. Yeah. I think the other thing also, like, especially with Kenny and Hangman is like, I wonder how much they look at similar top type guys. Like we've talked about Cody. I mean, Jay Hood, you said you thought Cody would be the one to say, hey, it's okay over yeah. here. But do they look at him and say, yeah, he's the face, but he's not the champion. Do they look at an AJ Styles? Like, as big of a moment as the Rumble was, like, he's not main eventing WrestleMania. He got to run as world champion, but he's never been the guy. So do they look at that? Or Brian, who got over organically, and say, you know what? That's the path I would go down, and that's not really worth it. Yeah, I mean, because I guess they still look at Cody as a WWE guy, right? Because they can do things right. like have the the Peacock um, documentary that they have about him and talk about, you know, his dad who was so involved with NXT. And I think Vince, can, Vince and Hunter can talk themselves into those guys being yeah. WWE, you know, that, that Cody Rhodes is a WWE guy. If Hangman comes in, if Kenny comes in, if the Young Bucks come in, they don't have a WWE past. They're not WWE nope. guys. And to your point, yeah, AJ Styles was over for a while, like a good, and, and he's still over to these days. Like AJ Styles yeah. comes out, people get excited. But storyline wise, like he's been he's been middling with Karrion Cross for I don't know two three months now. Like I don't know how many times he's got to beat Cross. Like I don't know if he has to beat him in eight seconds on a pay per view for this feud to finally be over. Like I don't know. I don't know how quickly he has to beat Cross at this point. But he's just he's just kind of in the mid card of the roster. Where okay, if if we need to heat up AJ, we can heat him up quick, and he can be a quick contender for a world championship. But he he's not going to win a world championship anytime soon. The yeah, AJ Styles thing is interesting because he and Vince are close. They're politically collide. Uh, they're politically aligned and they like each other very much they talk apparently a lot but just he's cooled off that whole thing is just cooled off that faction i mean i, I like mia yim like the next guy i think she's very good i think she's very talented but that whole faction is just dead mm -hmm. it just it doesn't yeah. mean anything when it comes out it's funny to see you mentioned carl anderson coming out there i'm like god i know he can go because i've seen him and he just got squashed i'm like yeah. wow <laughs> Wow. By Karen Cross, who again like got squashed by AJ Styles not yes. that long ago on SmackDown. Like they, yeah. they had a two minute match. Jeez. It's so yeah, I mean I think that's a good point, Brian, where maybe they look at an AJ Styles or they look at a Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, especially if you're like right. a Kenny, like Shinsuke. Can you imagine Shinsuke in AEW? <laughs> the king uh, of like actually yeah. because they, they use King yeah. of Strong Style as a moniker. In the WWE, but he could actually unleash the King of Strong Style in AEW. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> uh, you know, but I still think it comes down to the the short schedule and the money. Yeah, because yeah. uh, like we said, imagine the Young Bucks and all those guys—they'd be working harder, making good money, but not over because they're not WWE right. guys. And that's just—and I know there's other examples of the Kevin Owens and the Sami Zayns that were not WWE guys and are over. I get that. But that doesn't work all the time in that company. And once again, for those that don't know, we've said it before, there's a hiring freeze in WWE. <laughs> When's the last talent that they hired, guys? Yeah, it's been a little. But that's the other thing. You mentioned KO and Sammy. Like, I think they're the perfect example also. Like, there's a cap to them. Like, as over as Sammy was, as prominently featured as Sammy was, it was still, oh, you're not the guy. We can't put the belt on you. To your point, Gabe, of they're not WWE guys, whereas Cody sort of is. So. 
you look at those guys and say, oh, I can have some fun storylines. I have some good matches, but that's really well, I think it. there was the report from Meltzer, I don't know, two, two or three weeks ago that WWE doesn't look at, like, they don't care if they have Sami Zayn losing on Monday Night Raw because right. they don't look at it as a big deal yeah. like because they look at it as a fluke. Oh, this guy got over on a fluke. He got over himself. Oh, it was a fluke. Yeah, that's how they look at it. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Cody Rhodes, by the way, guys. Don't forget to check out that documentary on Peacock. I watched it the other day. Man, it's so good. It's two hours, yeah. but it's a lot of good stuff. It just is so unlike WWE to even mention All Elite Wrestling and talk about the whole thing at in suburban Chicago for All In. I mean, it, it just it was an amazing documentary. It's it's so outside the box of WWE to mention anything else. Well, even Bruce Pritchard had to hold his nose and said, yeah, those guys had their own show, 10,000 people. And, uh, yeah, AEW, oh, like, it's it's something. You know, well, and, and the Young Bucks granted permission for being the elite stuff to be featured on there. So that's yeah. what kind of led people to think maybe that they would end up in WWE. But instead, well, that was another Meltzer report that those that, that the Bucks and Cody talk more than ever now, which leads to even more questions of, wait, why the hell did Cody leave? <laughs> because he got booed in AEW, <laughs> that's why. He's, well, he's, and he, exp he explains in that in that about how he probably tried to go too meta. Like he tried to lean way too much into the meta thing by like refusing to turn heel. So that meant he was actually a heel, even though he like he tried way too hard, overthought it like you wouldn't believe. So he, yeah. he explains it a little bit there, but. Um, yeah, no, I would I would recommend the, uh, the the documentary as well over on Peacock if you have the time. Brian, what do we have at number two? All right, sticking with AEW, all in just a few weeks away. Last night we got our first match announced for Wembley Stadium. It'll be MJF versus Adam Cole for the world title. So different approaches for AEW. We heard this week Bully Ray on SiriusXM's Busted Open says AEW should announce any matches for all in. So pick a side. Better move for AEW. Announce the full all-in or announce no <laughs> well, matches as Jay Hood has left the program. We've lost Jay Hood. <laughs> so I like, I mean, if oh, he's back. All right. Well, I, I don't want right. to lose you again here, Jay Hood. I don't want you to, you know, walk away in, in anger. So I'll let you take this one first. No, no, I just don't want to hear from Bully Ray saying announce no matches. That's just stupid. That's just that's just dumb. That um, is dumb. But but um, so this is their bill. They're gonna take the whole the entire month to tell you what the card is. Okay. I understand. I'm just wondering about this main event here. And it's, it is going to be the main event. I'm going to be wrong here. It's not going to be the first match. MJF against Adam Cole. Babyface versus babyface match at the top of the card? Huh. That's not what I expected, Gabe. Like, that's like, especially with MJF clearly going through this babyface thing, which we got to talk about here, which is amazing promo yesterday. Um, babyface versus yeah. babyface in the main? Not what I expected. No, not what I expected. It's a bit of a pivot. But when they when AEW says main events, I assume this is going on last. Unlike WWE on Monday night when Corey Graves is running through the card and literally half the card is one of the main events. <laughs> literally, he's the one of our main events, Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. And another one of our main events, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. And another one of our main events, uh, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Bianca Belair. And another one of our main events, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. I swear to God. Go back if, if you haven't seen it. Like I know people out there also heard it. I'm like, wait. 
okay, they've, they've done the double main event before, but literally half the card, yes. four <laughs> matches on the card is our main events. So when AEW says main event, I assume this thing is going on last. So two things off of this. One, I assume we are not getting Osprey Kenny 3. Because if we were getting Osprey Kenny 3, that would be the main event. Like, because, again, you can't ask in, in what would presumably be the blow-off match that already has two match of the year candidates. I can't imagine asking anyone else to go on after that. It would have to be the main event. It would tear the house down. So I'm guessing we're not getting um, Kenny and, and Osprey three. Maybe we get Osprey well, Jericho because that was a rumor. Brian Danielson has said he's asked not to go after those guys. So if he doesn't want to go after that, <laughs> you really can't ask anyone right? else. Um, so, and, and the second part is I, maybe we do get babyface versus babyface. Someone's going to turn at, at, at either during the match or before the match. Um, and honestly, because MJF is laying it on so thick, it's so hard to tell who's going to turn on who. Because he's tur- he's laying it on so thick, the obvious thing is, oh, MJF is just going to turn. But because of the stories that he told last night, it would also be very interesting if if it ended up being Adam Cole who turned. So I, the, they're not diving in halfway, and that's what makes it really intriguing of who's going to turn on who, because eventually that is going to happen. Yeah, I agree with that, but like, if that's closing, like... I always think about like the end of the show feeling and it's just weird. Like MJF wins and then turns like, how does that? Cause I still think, yeah, I agree. Cole turning makes the most sense, but is he going to win the belt at Wembley? Okay. If MJF turns at Wembley, he can't turn again. What are you? The big show? Like you just can't keep going back and forth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Paul Orndorff. You, you just can't just do, Hey, cause he's still, we've been through this before with him with as, Hey, I'm a babyface, and then it's just BS, right? Hey, I'm, I'm with Chris Jericho, but I'm not. It seems to me that this is a full-fledged babyface turn, and Adam Cole is going to go heel because I saw Roderick Strong and his bad acting go apoplectic uh, on on Dynamite yesterday. So I imagine that that's where they're going because it can't be MJF turning. If he turns again, right. then he can never go back and be a babyface in this company. WWE maybe but not in this company because no one will ever believe him. You can't do this twice. Well, then what if there's no turn? What if they just have the match, MJF wins, and the two of them hug it out, and it's a big moment for MJF? Like, Cole said, hey, you're the better man. Did you guys like Brett and Sean at WrestleMania? Did you like that? Because that was babyface versus yeah. Babyface, wasn't it? Did you like yeah, that? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. Did you like Brett against uh, Davey Boy Smith in London in 90 to 92 SummerSlam? Was that... 9092, something like that. Did you like that match? Yeah. Okay. The reason why I'm asking is because, again, I like to me the best wrestling is bad guy versus good guy, antagonist right. against protagonist. And I'm just saying, like, I'm sure it's gonna be a great match once it's in the ring. But what's the stakes? Two friends fighting at the top of the card? Like, some people don't like that. And I'm sure it's gonna be fine, but I need to know between now and that show. Is someone feeling like they're going to turn? And I'd like to know that. I think so. Again, in my mind right now, if I were fantasy booking this in my head, I think you keep leaning on over the top baby face, but I'm still a scumbag. So you still have that plant planted of a seed. Oh, he's still a scumbag. MJF cheats to win. 
Adam Cole has his heart broken because he he got cheated out of the title, and Adam Cole turns on MJF after MJF wins. Fine, and and there'll be more merch for MJF then, because then the scumbag T-shirts will be coming out. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like you've, I, I, I think you can, there's a way to do it. I don't know if I trust Tony to be able to pull it off over the course of the next month, but there certainly is a way to build this up. Baby face versus baby face. Have a, have a hint of who you think is going to be the guy turning, but you pull the old switcheroo and have the other guy turn. Well, the other thing though, and like, I think this sort of actually lends credence to the bully Ray point of doing no matches all out's a week after this. So, like, you're starting this slow build. They're going to build over a month, even though they could have been building for the last month plus. And then you're going to do another show seven days later that's supposed to be a big deal also? Like, that's the weird part. Like, just treat All In as a glorified indie show. <laughs> you got your tickets. Wembley's going to be there. People are going to watch. And then your storyline show is in Chicago. But you can't, you can't have the biggest, and, and this is how they promoted it last night, the biggest... <laughs> The biggest night in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. Saying, oh, it's the biggest night. And then have Tony Khan after, you know, in that documentary and in the promotion of the documentary that you had mentioned there, Jay Hood, when Triple H refers to AEW as a secondary promotion. So now Tony Khan's got to fire back with how they're not a second promotion, how they're number one in a lot of these markets. They're number one in the UK. They put up, put, put together the show in the UK. Well... If, if this is the biggest night in professional wrestling history, you got to have a card announced. You just do. Then why do you want to watch the next week? Why is anyone going to want to spend money on All Out? CM Punk. Why is anyone going to want to go to Chicago? CM Punk. I mean, well, because well, I live here. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's going okay. to be sold out either way, right? It's yeah, like, I, I mean, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure, like, they're adding seats right now to the United <laughs> Center for All Out. So, like, That's Chicago's it's just... like Chicago's different. Like, again, yeah. and this is why All Out is their WrestleMania, because they do it in Chicago, and Chicago fans are different. They yes. just are. The the two Impact shows here are sold out. So, I mean, like... <laughs> I mean, because we're because we're Chicago and we're bloodthirsty, and we love wrestling, and so they're going to be traveling from all over the place to be able to watch the wrestling. It's not just Chicagoans; they're going to be traveling all over the Midwest to see this. I'm just it, it, this is why I tell you guys they're just moving too fast. I tell you this almost every every week. Here's why they're moving too fast. As a sidebar to all of this, so we're going to have MJF against Adam Cole in this big event, and over here on Saturdays we got the real world champion. Well, wait yep. a minute. And MGF hasn't said anything about it. Well, wait a minute. No, hold, I, was, hold on a I, I thought he was going to say something this week. Yeah, but wait, wait a minute. Like, the real world champion saying that you're not the real champion. I'm the real world champion on Saturdays against Ricky Starks. And MGF has said nothing about it. And it's like they're pulling the old Ric Flair from 89. They're, pull, they're pulling that out. Because that's where that comes from, by the way. You know, like the real world champion that right. Flair came out there against Hogan. That whole thing mm -hmm. didn't work. Yeah. yeah so, uh, like, that's what they're pulling. It's like... Well, this is over here, the real world champion. So who's the real world champion going to face when there's already a world heavyweight championship match on that show in Wembley? I don't get it. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think you can craft a path where Cole's a champ and MJF could ultimately beat Punk for the other belt, <laughs> but you're not doing that in Chicago. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. No. It, no, it, it, we're too late for that. We're too late for we're too late for MJF and Adam Cole to be the ones unifying the real world championship and the world championship. The two like championships, my God! Right? Where's Vince Russo to book this bullshit? 
bro, like, bro, I got a great idea, bro. Well, again, I I don't mind the the CM Punk real world championship bit, especially because. He basically turned heel when he said, this is, I'm straight edge and I'm better than all of you. And he put an X over the AEW logo, like CM Punk's now a heel. Like I, I don't mind that storyline. I just don't mind that what's happening on collision and what's happening on dynamite. They're the same company, but they're not like, they're just so completely disconnected. <laughs> like punk did that with MJF in the back on Saturday. Yes. Like MJF is in the back. And Ricky Starks is the one who comes out? Like, ah. <laughs> I don't understand. He's just moving too quick. No, they. it's funny. The first time you heard about this show in, in London was CM Punk said, um, Collision was like, hey, we got this show here. See this banner? Hey, we got this show. Yes. I don't know if I'm on it, but this show here that's, oh, that's almost sold out, yeah, it's going to be a big deal. It took him to say it. And Jarrett's overseas hitting a local radio host with a guitar. That, that was a thing around social this week. <laughs> All right. Our guy. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, no, they're going to unfurl this. They'll go step by step, very similar to WWE. Because look at the SummerSlam card. Did we know what the SummerSlam card was going to be three weeks ago? We didn't. So they're going to go step by step and, and build it. Yeah, I don't know. The all-out part is still the weird part. Like, trying to balance those two. I mean, because especially... The TNT title they've announced, that's going to be it all out. Like that battle royal thing they did, like they're going to defend it Darby, there. Yeah. So Darby and Lucha, I guess. Yes. So I mean, I don't know, it's just he's very technically weird, the timing. champion. So yes, right. I, I think it's Luchasaurus. He's never held it. He's never held it. I don't know if he's a champion. Yeah, I, I think. I think so. I mean, but see, you're so worried about Chicago. You're worried about Chicago. Look, don't worry about Chicago. Whatever they put out there, it's going to be fine. This big event that they're going to have, it's going to be fine, too. The, you know, both cards are going to be great. Now, how everything yeah. intersects between that show and the Chicago show, I don't know. But both shows are going to be great. And they're both going to be sold out, if nothing else, for them. Yep. And, and speaking of this, they're knocking on the door. They're about 1,000 tickets away from breaking WrestleMania 3, about 2,500 away from WrestleMania 32, which is the right. Yeah, wait, I mean. Wait, wait. WrestleMania 3 was, what did you say? <laughs> They're about a thousand away. So what number are they going with? Is it the gimmick number or the real number? Because that was not. I think it's the real number because they have thirty-two as more than three at this so point. So how much? How many? Uh, I don't know. It's like eighty, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the real. Yes, I think they're going by the actual real number. Yes. Good but, thing. I mean, but WWE is yeah. going to break that when they, I mean, WWE, they started planting the scenes with John Cena. Clearly, they're going to go over there, do a WrestleMania, and re-break the record. Yep. Should add two nights, AEW. Should have did it in two nights. That way, it would be hard for <laughs> WWE to break it. What do you, what do you, what do you how are you going to, you can't. You can't. You, can, <laughs> you, you can't. literally. So then you're going to ask people to pay for three nights worth of pay-per-views in a week? AEW, pal. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, eight, like WWE can get away with it because like media is just on Peacock. Like it cost me the same to watch both nights. It was announced this week that Collision the night before Wembley that'll be taped the prior Wednesday after Dynamite in Duluth, Georgia. There's a Duluth in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Okay. Yeah, that's um, old again as, a, as as a Midwest boy, I was just more familiar with Duluth, you know, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Very so cool out there. Yeah, they yeah, get Dynamite's Dynamite in Collision that week. Yeah, Dynamite's been there before. Yeah, because that was that was for like Cody and Arn Anderson, those guys that live in that area. So, gotcha. Yeah, I, I get it. I just 
I, I'm not I'm not concerned about uh, both of these shows because I know that they're going to be bangers. I just think it's just funny, man, that they just are kidding around and start talking about it. Like, if it's WWE, we would have seen promotion, like, promos for it in July, June. Like, you know, like, they're just... They're just like, oh, we got all these tickets. Yeah, we'll get around to talking about it. This all weird. in season would have been something that WWE, yes. you know, because WrestleMania, you, you know, oh, it's it's almost WrestleMania season. You know, like that's a that's such a big thing that they do. Bad do you market. think? Okay, so this is this is obviously going to be a success. Like financially for AEW, going over to All In is going to be a success. Do they try to run Wembley or different stadiums over there on a regular basis? to try to prevent WWE coming in for WrestleMania and doing a little bit of, I mean, if, if Mania ends up there, like people are going to flock there, but I think you would do a little bit of damage. If you can have a lot of AEW faithful there, they're like, Oh, I just spent money on these tickets to go to this show. I don't know if I want to go to WrestleMania. It'd be smart for them too, because Tony Khan has the connection with Fulham and being in the UK. So it'd be smart for them to go over there every year and draw a crowd. And, and they can do it. You can see already without having a card how many tickets that they've sold. So, and, and just kind of like some certain places in, the, in America, the UK is just hot for wrestling. Mm-hmm. It, it just is. Like the, from the small bars to the big soccer stadiums, they love it. They, they love wrestling, especially wrestling from North America and, and their own. So that, it's, it's going to be fun. It really will be. Yeah, I mean, you got to make sure you have Soraya on that card. That's for sure. Uh, if you're, if you're AEW, find a way to get her on the card. I would say so. She doesn't hasn't wrestled in a while. Yeah, yeah. but a big end. They're they're keeping her special. They're doing what they should do with her. <laughs> Soraya's special. Put her in a little box on the outside. It's my house. <laughs> Is it? Uh, somebody who is very over appears on your televisions weekly on Friday nights. I'm sure he'll have something doing tomorrow night on SmackDown as well. We'll see him on Saturday night. He's one of the few names that have been released for the Slim Jim uh, Battle Royal at SummerSlam. LA Knight, we had an opportunity to catch up with the megastar earlier this week. Excited to bring in our next guest here on Good Karma Wrestling, GKW, because for my money, it's the loudest pop in all of professional wrestling right now. He is going to be participating in SummerSlam, which is available exclusively on Peacock, coming Peacock coming up on Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern. It is L.A. Nights. Thank you so much for the time, man. Yeah, it is SummerSlam week. Uh, it's a big week. Rolling into Detroit. Uh, Ford Field, and uh, yeah, man, SummerSlam, it's going to be a big deal. So let's take a step back as, as we kind of build this up towards SummerSlam for you. When, when you come up to SmackDown and Raw, you're doing so under the name, you get a new character name, and it's Max Dupree. At what point did you realize, hey, I, I need to get back to what, you know, maybe something that's a little more me. I need to get back to LA Knight. At what point did that happen for you? Uh, look, as far as that's concerned, it's like you come up and it's like, well, I don't know who this person is. I don't know what this thing is, but I'll figure it out and I'll make it work if this is what I got to do. Uh, but once there was an opening to uh, get back to something more me, uh, you, you, you bet your keys to jump it on that. And so uh, here we are, uh, what, only probably nine, ten months later and uh, – what a ride it's already been, and I feel like we're just getting started. 
You know, I was, we were talking about you a few weeks ago, and I said that the reason why that you resonate with the audience is because we've been watching you. We've been, we've been watching your entire career. And so people thought, hey, this is the opportunity for LA Knight to really be able to get to the mountaintop. How different does it feel for you now in WWE versus where you've been over your years? Well, I mean, now you're talking about the big stage. Uh, this is just a totally different playing field. And and you guys have been watching me. And you guys have known me. And, and there is a, a little pocket of the audience. It's the same way. But for a large swath of this audience, man, I'm I'm fresh meat. I'm brand new to a lot of these people who've never, you know, knew any of the places that I was before this. So uh, that's kind of the cool thing. The fact that it's not only resonating with people who knew me before, but with the people who know now. And, and it's because... Uh, look, I can't put my finger on it, but as far as I can tell, as far as I can guess, I'm just a little bit something different. Some people say it's a little bit something throwback, a little bit something new all mixed together, and that's exactly what it is. And so if that's the case and that's grabbing people's attention, then hell yeah, let's keep going. Gabe mentioned the sound of that pop when your music hits. When did you first start noticing like something's working here, something's catching on? When do you first remember feeling that? uh march washington dc i remember it like it was yesterday uh it was uh drew and seamus standing in the ring arguing about something and then all of a sudden that music hit and i was just like mm, okay that one uh that one hit a little different than the other ones and it seemed to just continue week after week after that to build and build and now we are where we are now to where it's it's even at a, at a higher fever pitch um, so yeah, I mean, you're looking at all the way back since March and then you get into WrestleMania and LA and it was crazy and it's just continued on and on. So now you have this opportunity at SummerSlam, going to be participating in that Slim Jim Battle Royal against SummerSlam exclusively on Peacock coming up on Saturday, 8 PM Eastern. What, what, what do you think has been the, the, the toughest part for you on this build? Because the crowd's been loving you. You just haven't appeared on these premium live events and this is going to be a big opportunity now. Sure. Uh, and I mean, some of that, look, the, the roster is so stacked and full and you want the you want the premium live events to stand out as something different than what you see on TV. So you don't want the exact same formula. So those spots on the prime on the premium live events are limited. And so at some point, look, I, I'm, I'm getting the big reactions. You can't deny that. But at the same time, I guess some people would say, well, he's only been here nine or 10 months or whatever. But some of that's also just figuring out that a lot of this was unexpected. A lot of this came out of the blue. So uh, sometimes plans have to change, and, and that's the way it goes. And so here we are. Now you're looking at me being an integral part of the SummerSlam coming in. we got the Slim Jim Battle Royal. It's 20 guys in that ring. Uh, I don't know who anybody else is in that match except me and Sheamus at this point. So all bets are off when it comes to that. But uh, Ford Field, Battle Royal, you're looking for big things, and there just might be this guy's hand raised right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hope. That's what we're, what we're banking on. I want to talk to you a little bit about a championship versus being over. Because as, as we told you here in the open, we've seen you wrestle for a long time, in which if you didn't have a championship, you're usually the most interesting character, one of the most interesting characters on a roster. What's, what's important to you? Is it, is it winning a championship or just being able to be in the mix being wanted? Well, I, I think that uh, if you're in this and you don't want to be a champion, then what are you doing here? Uh, for me, that, that's that's the vote of confidence that that this is the guy. Uh, but aside from that, it's it's an achievement of, hey, man, I, I made this whole thing work to where now I am the face. I am the, the, the top of this company. I am the guy. 
And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm for me, that's that's the pinnacle. That's where you want to be. When you hear people compare you to The Rock and Austin and the reaction as a someone who's been in the game, how does that make you feel from a personal standpoint? Well, whether it's a compliment or a criticism, look, I I, I, I hear everything. I see everything. Uh, and, and, you know, look, I, I'll give any criticism uh, an honest look. But at the end of the day, I'm going to keep doing what I do. And what I do is me. What I do is L.A. night. And if you want to make me the Kobe to their Jordan, I'll take it. But at the end of the day, for me, it's rising above and beyond both of those guys and everybody else around me. Uh, I'm fired up. I cannot wait. Saturday night, you can catch it live on Peacock. SummerSlam live from Detroit. L.A. night. Thank you so much for the time, and best of luck on Sunday. Yes, Friday, Saturday, you all know Yes, that's it. Yeah, come on. What are you doing? Yeah, Saturday. 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 That's my bet. Hey, that's my bet. I apologize. We'll try Fire that again. this guy. <laughs> best of luck to you on Saturday. <laughs> yes, indeed. And forget, don't, don't forget whose game it is, because you already know. L.A. night. Yeah. Always thankful whenever somebody's available, especially before a big event like SummerSlam. So thank you to LA Knight. Time was short, time was limited, but uh, some good insight to him. I, I, again, like he's just gotten so overly, you know, over with crowds naturally. And I'm excited for him. Skeptical given how WWE has treated others before. And we keep hearing, oh, there's going to be a push. There's going to be a push. Don't wait. Or you just got to wait. You just got to wait. But I feel like other, other times when we've heard that, they just wait too long to really actually give them a push. And by that time, the crowd kind of soft, you know, is like, oh, okay, they're not going to push him and they're just not as over. So I'm, I'm really skeptical. I, if he doesn't win the battle Royal on Saturday, I, I don't think there's any chance for him to ever get a push within WWE, which is sad. Some clear. If, um, if he wins the battle Royal, that means what he gets a shot at what? Nothing. No, Nothing. no, we don't know any of that. Okay. All right. So then, Okay, so when we talk about a push, there's certain different pushes, as we were talking about last week. Like, I don't need him to win a championship uh, yesterday because I think eventually that's going to happen. Of course, it's on their timetable, not ours, unfortunately. But I'm, I'm just thinking, like, a push meaning stop feuding with top dollar because that's the bottom. All right? yeah. so, so, yes. So, I mean, meaningful matches. And I know he's had some matches with, uh, with the United States champion. Uh, theory, but I mean, that's what I'm talking about. That stratosphere where he can main event on some B, some B shows, or could be the main event on SmackDown on a regular basis. That's the kind of push I'm talking about. The championship eventually is going to happen, but it's about it's it's enough with the top dollar. That doesn't prove anything. That's as bad as the Bray Wyatt stuff. I was surprised they allowed him to say horny on Fox. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I was surprised too, actually, <laughs> the way they do business there. And, and I don't think they're working on a script. I think he's on his own. I do. But to your point, though, like if they don't believe in him to be a world champion, which is fine, like putting the U.S. title on him at least is something. Like it's a step up. Like yeah, the, this stuff is worse than the Bray Wyatt stuff. Like at least Bray was prominent and a big deal. Like, oh, his his biggest match to date has been with Bray. Yes, I mean it's one of his only big matches at this point because he didn't get put on premium live events, but like. Putting the U.S. title on him, and it doesn't even have to be like a Gunther-like run, but him as a champion on TV every week is a good enough push. Well, okay. What will be a better indicator for him that they're going to give him a push? If he wins the Battle Royal on Saturday 
which again means nothing. Like WWE can't even make a a battle royal with one of the greats all time in Andre the Giant mean anything at WrestleMania. So good luck making the Slim Jim one mean something. Um, does it mean month if he goes over that or if he goes over Sheamus tomorrow night on SmackDown? Uh, beating Sheamus is means something mm-hmm. to me. He doesn't have a championship. No, bro, it's don't roll your eyes because Sheamus has been a good soldier yes. for a long time. And, and Agreed. But he's still just a guy. I'm not going to let you slain the good name of Seamus O'Shaughnessy. I'm not going to let you do that, okay? That's a good soldier, that, and he's in a good faction there. And yeah. being a guy like that he's, matters. That, he's, that's in he's in two-thirds of a good faction. Oh, Rich Holler. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, hurts people. Uh, that's exactly right. Should be at NXT. I, well, sorry, out of the business. Um, but nonetheless, well, I'm just saying, him and Ryan Reed. Him and Ryback. Yeah, him and yeah. Ryback can go hang out. Maybe do a podcast together. I don't know. But, but, but Bros, we're talking about where, where LA Knight should be. Isn't that a much better step than he's had the last six months? If, if it means strong? anything, yes. Like, But they've proven to us that wins and losses don't mean anything. Don't worry about what Road Dog Jesse James says. It's, that, it's WWE programming tells uh, us that. Like uh, he's gonna beat Sheamus tomorrow and then lose to him next week. That's what they're gonna tell us. They're, they're, they don't do the 50-50 booking like they used to. It's that a little great. better, but it still happens. Yeah. I, I think beating Sheamus, and I don't think Car- Carrying Cross disagrees. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that works. I think that'd be good for him. You know, and, and look, we're not going to get what we want immediately anyway because it's WWE. Right. So, what do we have this week, Brian? And news notes. All right. Speaking of WWE, their quarter two numbers released, and well, they keep making on money. Twenty five percent revenue up overall over last quarter. North American live event attendance up forty five percent versus quarter one. It's the highest grossing live event quarter of all time for the WWE. Like they had a legit sellout Monday night on raw. Like they're, they're packing buildings. People are excited about professional wrestling right now and good for them. I'm, I'm glad people are showing up to wrestling shows. I keep telling my friends who don't watch wrestling on a regular basis, go to a live show. You're going to have a blast. Tampa is a really good um, wrestling town, better than sunrise. Uh, yes. But Tampa, Tampa is uh, traditionally a great wrestling town and it was full and people are excited. As if they don't get wrestling in Tampa, they they get they get indie wrestling. They get wrestling. I thought it was very interesting. They were over the top. I thought I thought it was a really good crowd there. Um, and you can thank Cody Rhodes. You want to know yeah. why that increased? Thanks thanks to Cody on the road. I think that that helps when he's doing house shows. The merch is up. People are interested in his story. It's not like Roman's out there. That's Cody. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's out there every time. Like you follow him on social, he tells you the shows he's going to be there. He is there all the time. And he's on uh, the TikTok. He is, yes. I did see the first ever TikTok. Look at him. Uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Saturday night on Collision, it'll be CM Punk defending the real world title against Ricky Starks with a special referee of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Well, So I think they've kind of changed it. He's like, it's almost like he's a guest enforcer because I think they're going to have a regular official, but Steamboat is going to be on the outside making sure there's no other shenanigans just as an extra pair of eyes. I think they've oh. made that unclear, but I think that's what's going to end up happening. They clarified that because they don't think Steamboat can get up and down. And he's in much better shape than the three of us. I mean, Steamboat still looks great, right? He can still <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, but um, so this is in Greenville. And the only reason I'm doing Steamboat is because Steamboat came up through uh, Mid-Atlantic and the NWA. So they think that they're going to get the old fans to come out again to see him in Greenville. I just This whole thing seems rushed to me. This should be more of a pay-per-view than a collision. 
because if Ricky Starks loses, that sets him back to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, CM Punk loses. Well, that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, it's not so. happening because he's going to have to face MJF. But like, isn't this the story of Ricky Starks? Yeah, this has been the story of Ricky Starks in AEW, where he gets there and then he gets knocked down. Oh, now he's there again. He's going to get knocked down. Like what? he's. I'm confused because at the end of that promo that they did, that long promo on Hartford, those poor people. I have ESPN. I have ESPN friends and people that you actually work with, Gabe, that were at that show. Because they rarely get good wrestling in Hartford, so yeah, like, people from like the the back producers, <laughs> TV people from ESPN, like, oh, the show's in town, let's go see. Like, so they were in Hartford for that. So a lot of ESPN personnel were there that I know. They were texting me throughout that show, and they were just saying like, it, they were confused because did you notice that Ricky Starks and CM Punk kind of shook hands at the end of that promo? Yeah, it's kind of like so. Isn't Ricky supposed to be the heel? No, no, is CM Punk supposed to be heel? Uh, See, I don't know. Who's the heel in this spot? CM Both Punk. No, nah, CM Punk's heel. Okay. He he put an X on the world championship, said I'm better than you because I'm straight edge. That's that is page one but of CM Punk going to heel. Win the, the Owen. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's Gabe's response yeah. when the Bucks were down in the playoffs. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Tom Brady cheated. He's still a baby face. Uh, he's pretty hated. He's pretty much a heel. Well, this is confusing. Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing because, like, CM Punk, well, put it this way CM Punk's polarizing. He's John Cena. That's yeah. who he yep. is 50 50. Boos and cheers. So I guess we that doesn't matter. But Ricky Starks, that handshake with CM Punk, odd. I didn't understand it. Yep. Uh, some injury notes. Tony Khan and speaking of Mike Johnson of PW Insider says he's confident Brian Danielson will be back by the end of the year. Wow. I mean, okay. so he, yeah, he was providing a couple of injury updates when he was talking, and and it seemed like there was a more definitive timeline, despite the fact that the break of his arm was right. more severe than they thought. But he didn't know, want to so, put an exact time on it to sort of pigeonhole him. Yeah, but. December, you know, probably maybe, maybe he appears at winter is coming. You know, I guess maybe that's the hope that that's one of their bigger, you know, shows on a Wednesday. So he shows up for winter is coming. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, I hope he comes back soon. I'm, I'm, I'm I miss Brian Danielson. I, I love it. The AW is better when he is around. The other one he provided Jamie Hader. He says, not sure about her timeline. Fightful reports. She will miss all in and is out for the rest of the year. Yeah. That's, that's a shame because that's that devastating. That would have fit nicely, wouldn't it, with her on the yep. card? Yeah, so that's that's unfortunate. Um, if, if Danielson can walk, why is he not the manager of BCC? Can he be out there? Can he walk? Yeah. Does, does he not want to be out there in a cast? Does he somehow think that that like, casts a negative light on him, that he seems weak if he's out there in a cast or a sling or whatever he's got to have his arm in right now? Oh, I don't, that's a good or, question. Or... Can he not trust himself? And if he goes out there, he's going to get somehow involved in some of this stuff, and he's just going to like make it worse. Because <laughs> he's, he's going to want to be involved in the action. Yeah, that's for sure. He just can't help himself. Uh, one final injury update. You know, the, the guy's a wrestling you know, addict. You kick me in the face, <laughs> and then you beat me. And then when I'm healthy, I'll beat you. And I'll kick you in the face. <laughs> A final injury update. Sean Ross South of Fightful says Randy Orton has not resumed in-ring training or bumping as of this week, but want to give this quote justice. He was asking around the WWE, asking about Orton possibly being at SummerSlam. 
One uh, source said, quote, who am I to say that Vince might not call in on pain meds screaming about how they need Randy to punt someone Saturday? I can't say it's impossible. Okay, then. Um... So maybe Randy this weekend? No. I, I, I doubt it. Um... You, don't need, you don't need Randy Orton at SummerSlam. No. The company's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need Randy Orton out there. They'll, whenever Randy's ready to return, if he decides he wants to return... That'll be a good time. Like WWE certainly better with Randy Orton. They'll find something for him, but they don't need him. Do you have your news and notes of uh, Vince McMahon and with spinal surgery? It's amazing what happens when the feds come down. All of a sudden, Vince gets hurt. Ooh, my back. Ooh. It's, it's, Ooh. it's uncanny. It's uncanny. The steroid trial. Big ass neck break. <laughs> Our damn pal, we beat, we beat the, the federal government. He didn't have a neck issue. He didn't have a neck issue. He's just—he's a weird dude. Now he's got spinal surgery. Yeah. Jeez. As he's uh, being investigated, but don't worry—they did an internal investigation that said he was fine. Yes, because internal investigations, famously thorough. <laughs> I've been reading the news in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you boys have as your match of the week? And this Game is really 19. not just one; it's matches of the week. Um, yeah, Gabe Neitzel, because you just can't narrow it down. It's no. too much good take There's, damn wrestling. There was a lot of good stuff, I thought, this week. I've so, I've got five written down. Oh, you got five? I had five written down. Let's so, go around the horn. How many you got, bro? Let's, I got three. Okay, let's go around the horn. Okay, I wrote down uh, Gable and Gunther. Yep. As one of my three. Yeah, was yep, good. I had um, them. At, they were my number two. And more of that, please. Give me more of Gable and Gunther. I love Gable's... Um, Germ, like deadlift German suplex that he then bridges into a pin. It's so good. God, I mean, he if they just let him go, that just gives you a glimpse of away from the comedy how good he can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, in five minutes, they could have stopped it right there. Five minutes was good enough, but then they yeah. beat Gable. That's fine. He's the IC champion, Gunther. But I mean, I just thought that that was fantastic. It gives you a glimpse of what Gate what what Gable could be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's and I guess that's why I'm hoping. Well, and, and Gable hinted that he's not done with Gunther. So whether Gunther wins or loses, Gunther is a very serious wrestler. So give me more of Gable versus Gunther because then Gable has to be serious and they're going to put on banger after banger after banger. Uh, I, gave, I wrote down Kaiser, Kaiser and Riddle. Boy, they're just squashing Riddle. Jeez. Yeah. Kaiser, the reason why I put it down is because Kaiser with the rare singles victory Usually he's the one that gets smashed. There's something going on with Matt Riddle that they're not going yeah. with him at all. He lost against Kaiser. That surprised me. Good match, too. Solid. I don't know if I remember him winning ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's never won a match. Just I don't know. Like, nothing that comes to mind I mean, that wasn't just a squash match. They can they can only do the I'm disappointed in you thing from Gunther right. before he actually has to punch him in the face. So they had to give him a win over somebody. Hmm. Are those good, Matt. Do you have that written down, Gabe? What's I did your... not have that one written down. Okay. That one did what's not your... make my five. What's, um, what's... I, I So my honorable mentions, um, I did Andrade versus Buddy Matthews in the ladder match. Oh, um, On Collision that I thought was very, very good. Very physical. Very yep. physical. Oh, doctor. Because <laughs> I'm thinking at Hartford, I thought that's a little clunky to start. I thought I was going to start with something fast. Yeah. And it, it became physical. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Like again, ending by throwing um, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Julia Hart. Uh, Julia, Julia Hart. Hart yeah, the ladder. Like 
Again, it was big a big spot. Yeah, big spot for Julia as wow. uh, as she flew into Buddy and in, in through the table. So I had that in my honorable mention. Also from Collision, honorable mention, um, better than you, Bebe versus FTR. I thought they told a great story there. Not quite like, oh, this was an, but it was just a really good storytelling yeah. match. And I enjoyed the, the work that all four guys put in. So those were my two honorable mentions. Wow, that's my number mind. one. My number one is FTR against Adam Cole and MJF because, Ooh. I mean, clearly. Clearly, FTR are collision guys, so that yep. means they're going to be in the main event spot, and they're going to give you a great match. That was a great. It was. We've seen better matches from FTR, but mm-hmm. that I thought that was a tremendous tag team match. That was very. But the very weird good. stuff, weird part about them being on collision all the time, being collision guys, like they're the tag champs. So if someone's ever going to contend for the titles, you have to go to Saturday. Yep. Sure. I'll find them. I have. Yeah. I have no problem with that. No, I know. What you, no, I know what you're saying. Though you're like. They're tag team champions. Why are they not on dynamite? Right. I agree. I don't I mind agree. putting them there because they're CM Punk guys. That's why. Yes. <laughs> well, that's the answer. I mean, yeah. you did you did hear the elite said we'll be on all the shows, including collision. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. if, if they're if they're hinting if they're hinting at collision, we're we're eventually going to get elite versus CM Punk, right? Like they're they you can't look at the camera and go, oh, even collision. You know why we're saying collision, right? You get it, right? You can't do that unless you're going to pay it off, damn it. And your EVPs, you got that power. Pay it off Saturday. Let them cost Punk that title. Oh, hell Look yeah. You. Let Chaos. Ricky take the title, and then you get, here we are, CM uh, FTR versus the Elite at Wembley. You know, this is why Brian Rowitz is is a genius. For, it's only in this regard. He looks <laughs> like an indie guy. That's he, he, he looks like fucking game changer. That's how he be. No worry about story. No worry about. I, I'm Don't giving you a in. story. You got an all in. You got an all out. Never mind about that. Listen, do well, this on TV on a Saturday night. He's game changer, bro. That's what he is. Yeah, just give me something. I get your story. You got the elite and CMFTR. You get Ricky Stark stays hot as the other world champion. I got everyone covered. Plenty of story night. there. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Now I'll teach you to miss any shows. Also, oh. I had Sheeta Storm on my had, list as well. I had Sheeta Storm as my number three. I thought, and it, it kind of started off slow, mm-hmm. but I thought like the last five, six minutes of that match really came through and delivered. You got the surprise finish with Sheeta becoming world champ and good for her. Like they told the story. You know, good good on the announce table for being, hey, she was champion for over a year, but it was yeah. during the pandemic era. She really wants this, so then she can share it with fans. And, like, setting that table and then having her do it, like, I thought that was really, really cool to end Dynamite 200 last night. So I had cheated Tony Storm as my three. So I had, I just flat out forgot about the Gunther match. I would have had that on there. But uh, FTR MJF at three. Buddy Andrade at two. I thought that was a fun match. And then Aussie Open last night. Like, I love the fact that they're getting a prominent spot. Mm. Then versus Fakingo and Commander. Like, some of the stuff those guys do is ridiculous. Well, and that was such a great... Making the two contrasting styles work together because Commander and Vikingo being so much smaller than Aussie Open, but still finding a way to put together a really good entertaining match um, was fantastic. But I had Mox Trent Penta also on my list. It was really? brutal. It was physical. I thought I, I thought the spots and the way they planned them all out were great. I liked Trent winning in the way that he won. Um, you know, pushing Mox away after he hit Penta. They continued that feud. I really enjoyed 
and again, maybe it's because I'm a mark for John Moxley. I thought that the way that they did it last night, I, I thought it was it was a typical John Moxley match in that it was violent. It was a little gruesome, but I don't think they went over the edge. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it was like 35 after the hour, and there's already blood. So I, I'd expected that from Trent, and of course Moxley as well. That didn't surprise me. Um, well, and they all took they all took turns on the thumbtacks, you know, yeah. like perfect like perfect gentlemen. God, <laughs> jeez. So I, I and, and shout out to Sheeta because as I was watching the sh- that match, I was thinking, you know, it'd be funny if she won the championship here, and she just had they had those near falls. And I'm like, wow, and she, you know, she's marketable. Um, and it was the only two things that was interesting in the pandemic was her and McIntyre <laughs> because yeah. they were the champions. <laughs> it's like with no fans, you know, so I'm happy for her. I just see how this faction is going to go now with Storm without the championship. She's right. going to go away for a while for TV, I think, right? She's, is she filming a movie, bro? It's something like that. She's in TV. I don't know. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. I think she's, yeah, I think she got cast in some role. She might be gone for just a little bit, but I think that it, it and it's, it, it all goes back to the Jamie Hader injury we were talking about. Because after Hader got hurt, then the outcasts kind of lost their direction yeah. with their feud. And it, it just would have felt disingenuous to throw, I think, anybody else in with, I guess they were calling themselves the originals, um, you know, with, with Britt Baker and all that. So that their main women storyline kind of lost its way. So I think this is kind of a way you can reset the outcasts. I think they still have a spot. But be able to do something else with your with your championship with uh, with Sheeta because she did a tremendous job last night. Absolutely deserved it. I'm sure we're going to have plenty of choices next week as well for match of the week, especially with a premium live event, SummerSlam. Make sure you catch that on Saturday night on Peacock, or maybe you watch it back later because you're an AEW person and you're going to watch Collision live. I don't know. Um, Doesn't make sense to me, but I'm sure there are some people out there that are going to do it that way. Um, But we'll have plenty of pro wrestling to talk about next week. I've confused Jonathan Hood. That means I've done a good job on this show. We'll talk to you next week on GKW.